good education comes around this and good financial wellness is part of that. So I think in terms of the challenges, it's understanding how you communicate this, how you support your employees on the journey to a, a healthier financial scenario. And, and some of that is, I think, delivered through this sort of technology, being able to guide and educate as well people to be able to start saving for situations where maybe, you know, next time a boiler has a problem or next time you've got a birthday or whatever it may be, you've actually got some savings in other pots that you can draw on rather than having to always rely on taking access to early wages. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast, the show that explores the latest insights and innovations in the world of payroll. I'm Nick Day, founder of JGA Recruitment, a specialist global payroll search firm. I'm also a qualified executive coach and a recognized Reward 300 member. And my goal for this show is clear, is to bring you expert guests and payroll leaders who are driving this industry forward. From cutting edge technologies and trends to compliance, analytics, automation, leadership strategies, and more, we're gonna cover it all on this show to help you to deliver accurate and timely payrolls across your organizations. So let's join together in raising the strategic profile of payroll worldwide. Grab your coffee or your favorite beverage and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Day, CEO at JGA Recruitment Group. We're specialist payroll recruiters. And today I'm really excited to be joined by David Woodward, who is Chief Product and Technology Officer at HCM and Payroll Experts, Zealous. Now, David has over two decades of working at the top of the HR and payroll technology industries, having previously worked in senior positions for the likes of ADP, SD Works, and MHR. Now, interestingly, David is really, really keen to see how technology can benefit financial well-being for employees, specifically through this cost of living crisis. And he's recently worked on the integration of WageStream's financial well-being suite for a number of large public and private sector organizations. Now, for those of you not familiar with WageStream, you may recall I once interviewed Peter Griffith on the show. It was back in 2019. So for those of you are interested in finding out more about that specific solution, you can find that episode in our backlogs. And for those not familiar with Zealous, well, here's a quick snapshot of the business in numbers. They pay over 5 million employees every month. Over £28 billion are paid each year through their managed payroll services, and over 29% of the FTSE 100 are zealous customers. So you can see we are in the presence of someone who is right at the forefront of payroll tech. And without further ado, therefore, it delights me to welcome David Woodward to the show. David, how are you feeling today? Uh, very good, thanks, Nick. And um, great pleasure to be here with you. And uh yeah, very, very keen to share some of the information around uh, to the importance of some of the changes and challenges that we see people facing right now with the cost of living crisis and, and obviously the importance of payroll. Absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to get started. We're going to jump into that in just a moment. I'm going to ask you, though, my first question, which is something I ask all of my guests, which is this. What does the word payroll mean to you? <laughs> That's a good question, isn't it? I mean, I guess having been in the payroll profession from the point of view of developing software and working for the, some of the companies you mentioned earlier, payroll, I guess, for me is my profession. It's what I do. Uh, it's what gets me out of bed. I love developing software uh, for enterprises, and uh, payroll has always been very unique in my mind uh, in that respect. So I, I started actually my profession working in what is now referred to as ERP or Enterprise Resource Planning Software for over a decade, actually. Uh, gosh, I am feeling old now, but um, 
you know, that was uh, challenging in its own way because it covered lots of different disparate areas of businesses. But it didn't actually, the particular system I worked on for those 10 years didn't include payroll. So it was when I moved across into payroll, it was quite a shock because it was uh, a different level of complexity and importance about being able to deliver software that, that was right and on time. You know, I think payroll, again, is pretty unique in software terms in that uh, you have the legislation rounds that occur every year, sometimes more frequently, and and understanding the complexity that comes with that and ensuring that you deliver the capabilities necessary to meet those changes in regulation every year on time is a very unique characteristic you don't tend to find in any other sort of software world. So from a software perspective, I find payroll absolutely uh, both challenging, but also incredibly rewarding. Fantastic. Well, a great way to start the show. I think the complexity, the word you use there, complexity is really important. Interestingly, I, this is the uh, you're the fifth employee I've had from Zealous on the show, but I'm going to mention that because we've had I've, I've met with Getin Nadin, who talked about the relationship with well-being. Uh, I've met with Caroline Drake, who talks about the relationship with DEI and data gathering. Uh, also, I've met with Abigail Vaughan, who talks about what the payroll industry is ready for. And today, we're really going to talk about how it links to cost of living crisis. So there's more and more and more layers being added to the world of payroll. And I think that's highlights, number one, the complexity of the payroll profession, but also the influence it can have on the greater well-being of our employees in different ways. Um, before we jump into that, which I'm really keen to do, though, because you are operating at C-Suite, and often with the guests I have here, where they say, you know, I fell into payroll, how do we get to the top? I've got the opportunity to ask you, you have a slightly different lens on the payroll uh, industry, I guess, because you're working from that software development side. What's your view of payroll from that lens? And how did you fall into it, for want of a better word? Um, how, how did you get to, to where you are? My story is a little different. I mean, I, I actually fell into software development, I suppose, initially. I mean, I, I trained as a mechanical engineer by degree. And uh, although I was always, you know, fascinated in back then, you know, fairly, you know, rudimentary software and compute computing systems, um, but I think I probably knew in my heart that was always the profession I wanted to follow. So fairly rapidly transitioned over into software development. And as I mentioned earlier, worked for a small, actually startup company um, when I first joined. I think there were only about five employees uh, and saw that business grow very successfully, developing uh, ERP, as I referred to it. Uh, back then, it wasn't called ERP, um, but it did things like material requirements planning and shop floor planning and attempted to manage you know, that orchestration of, of, of the production process in manufacturing businesses um, and really covered many, many facets of business, including financials and uh, order processing, et cetera. But it, it didn't ever go as far as, uh, tellingly, never went as far as payroll. And I think there was a good reason for that. And that's probably because the founder of that business, A, didn't know anything about payroll and B, yeah. recognized it was very hard. So chose to partner with companies in that particular area. And, and then I got uh, attracted by a, a really great offer to go and work for a, uh, a, a payroll business and not knowing what I was getting into. So I guess I also fell into payroll. <laughs> uh, and then it was, as I, as I sort of referred to, it was, uh, it was almost, a, for me, both a combination of actually HR and payroll brought some unique challenges in the area of building out uh, software, uh, and, and they were in the areas of security, uh, ensuring that systems were designed with great security in mind when it came to what you could see within the data, because not everyone gets to see the same information within, within these types of systems, but also that pace about having to deliver very high quality software on time 
for every statutory change that came out and understanding that and understanding the importance that payroll plays in organisations led to, I found, uh, a very compelling experience in terms of what I learned as a profession and uh, and I've stayed with it ever since. Fantastic. It's a great story. Well, let's let's jump into today's topic then, which is, you know, we're experiencing a real current cost of living crisis at the moment. Um, and of course, Zealous have, uh, have reacted to that by doing some really interesting work and discover some really fascinating insights into how technology can really help improve financial well-being for employees. Uh, I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about some of the work you've been doing and some of your findings. Yeah, and I think... Um... You'd have to have a head under a rock or whatever not to see the some of the challenges that are out there right now, what with inflation running the way it has been and the, and the cost of living generally. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Zealous takes that very seriously in terms of the role that we play, I think, in the British economy and, and what we can do to support, and the Irish economy, I should say, and what we can do, therefore, to support uh, our customers and obviously their employees. So you know, we're very excited about the fact that we've um, been able to deliver um, uh, our uh, connector, if you like, through le- leveraging uh, the great work that Wavestream have been doing in this area. So they're, they're a key partner for us, but delivering uh, technology in this area to allow organisations to support their employees in a whole facet of financial well-being, we, we feel is um, something that is really making a difference. And we're seeing it's really resonating uh, with our customers right now. So when you talk about that resonation I'm assuming we're talking about early access to wage then. You're looking with wage gym, obviously I'm familiar with their work. And there's a couple of acronyms out there with earned wage access and sort of people just getting access to it, but it hasn't been earned yet, which is of early wage access. And there's some, yeah. some sometimes confusion there as well. We talk about pay on demand and on-demand pay, and there's loads of kind of buzzwords running around. I wonder if you can perhaps set the record straight a little bit in terms of the work that you've been doing and how that works really making a difference for employees, not just in the private sector, but in the public sector as well. Well, I mean, I think firstly, it's not all just about being able to get early access to what you've earned. I think there are other facets around financial wellness that, that are part of the of, of the whole story, actually. So maybe I'll just possibly touch on a few right. of those first, and yeah. then we can delve into more detail around around that, that specific point about being able to gain access to your to your earnings. But you know, there is this whole area of even just understanding your your, your payslip. You know, I mean, we've 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 done some recent research. I think we published some research on our website on the thirteenth of this month uh, that 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 highlights this, and and that research points to about twenty percent of people. And this was, I think, two and a half thousand people were interviewed. So, but twenty yeah. percent feel that they wouldn't necessarily spot an error within their payslip. So, I think you know, going back to some rudimentary things, there's so much work that can be done just in terms of helping people's understanding of the complexities of their pay and, and that's you know just one step and then before you again get to early or earned wage access there is uh things like providing support in terms of what other benefits or what other grants might be available to you as an as an employee that might be at the lower end of the wage scale uh there is support in terms of maybe saving for rainy day you know having having sort of uh saving pots Giving more flexibility in this area as well. So, so that I think that you have to look at these things in the round rather than perhaps just focus solely on uh, the, the the topic of being able to gain access to your pay. But, but to that question, uh, if we go to that, I think that the the work that we've been doing along with WageStream sort of resonates, and that is that if you think about other areas of our of our world, you know, we've moved. I think almost in every facet 
towards being able to get access to things more rapidly. I mean, you know, I think of the the way things have progressed from, you know, I'm old enough to remember when you'd go to a store to go and pick up a, a you know a, a video to watch a film. And then, and, you know, then it moved to DVDs and then it then it moved to be able to, and, you know, now, you know, if you want to watch a film, you, you, you go onto Netflix or you go onto Amazon Prime and within seconds, you've selected a particular movie you want to watch and it's streaming straight into your home. And, you know, when we think about payroll, payroll hasn't moved quite in the same way over, over the years. And, you know, the, 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 the rhythms of payroll are broadly the same now as they have been for decades. Actually, weirdly, they've, if, if anything, they've got, they've got a little slower because, you know, it was probably more common 20 years ago to be weekly paid. And now it's more common, far more common in the UK, certainly to be monthly paid. So, you know, the frequency of pay is actually slowed rather than sped up, which is sort of counterintuitive in some respects to everything else that's been going on in our world. So to me, and I think to Zealous, it makes complete sense that people who have earned the money and need earlier access to the money they've earned, there should be ways and means by which we can unlock that, particularly in this current climate of, you know, inflation and uh the, the pressure on people's households' budgets. Yeah, I mean, certainly we talk about those pressures. Interestingly, the link to the study that you commented, it's called Under Pressure, How Financial Stress Impacts Employee Wellbeing and Productivity. There will be a link to that study in the show notes. You can find it straight uh, through this podcast episode, depending on your favorite podcast provider. Have a look at the show notes. You'll see the link. Two and a half thousand people were surveyed. And I think it does reveal uh, quite a surprising and concerning picture. And it shows exactly just how, you know, how much financial stress is impacting the workplace. And I know that when I spoke to Peter, albeit way back in 2019 on this show, he was saying that his, his ambition was to stop people needing to access things like payday loans and other, and other kind of credit-based um, services when they don't need to if they've earned those wages. But there has also been a lot of challenge in the market. And I think a lot of it's been perhaps down to misunderstanding of how these processes work. And people are worried that maybe employers are providing loans. And is there a danger in giving people access to money too early? And there's a lot of these kind of debates going out there at the minute. What have been some of the challenges you've had to face? And and it'd be interesting to get your your view and what some of the findings you've discovered in, in, in going through that journey. Yeah, I'd like let's 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 talk about that that one because I think that's the elephant in the room. Sometimes you know that there yeah, are absolutely. definitely it's a little bit of a marmite topic in that sense. You know that, that I've definitely spoken with leaders in organisations that have a point of view that feel that you know they need to be cautious in this regard and sometimes question whether it's the employer's role to support their employees in these situations. I mean, I think we certainly take a, a, a counter view, uh, which is that at the end of the day, people are, uh, many people, especially the, the lower wage earners in, in, in this country, they are facing into a real economic crisis. And belief is that it is the employer's responsibility to at least support where they can. And if someone is needing to find money to for that boiler repair or or it could even be as simple as someone's birthday or whatever it may be it shouldn't be we shouldn't judge people i don't think too much about what the reasons why they might need the money the fact is they do and we know that and we shouldn't back away from that reality and therefore you know what are the choices and if again if you're at the lower end of the pay scales and you're not a high earner then your choices actually we shouldn't forget those individuals choices are fewer than those that are fortunate enough to be a higher earner. Um, so things like interest rates and such like are not attractive at all. You know, what's the running prevailing APR on a credit card? Yeah. If indeed you can even qualify for a credit sure. card. But but if indeed you do, 
they're what, 20, 30, 40%. So these are very unattractive rates. And that's before you even start talking about payday loans and all the horrors around that topic. So this is a fantastic way of giving people access to money. They, let's remember, this is money they've earned. You know, this is giving access to, to money they've earned for situations where it's appropriate. Now, clearly, there are risks around this if people get themselves into a spiral of finding that they're always drawing down money early. Then, of course, there's a point where you can't keep keep doing that. So good education comes around this and good financial wellness is part of that. So I think in terms of the challenges, it's understanding how you communicate this, how you support your employees on the journey to a, a healthier financial scenario. And, and some of that is, I think, delivered through this sort of technology, being able to guide and educate as well people to be able to start saving for situations where maybe, you know, next time a boiler has a problem or next time you've got a birthday or whatever it may be, you've actually got some savings in other pots that you can draw on rather than having to always rely on taking access to early wages. Yeah, sure, sure. And I want to ask you about the challenges of implementing it from a technological standpoint. But before we get there, I'm going to put my head above the parapet and say I'm all for it, by the way. I don't mind putting myself in that camp. Uh, I was converted in the beginning of the pandemic when I had an individual from the recruitment side of things who couldn't go to an interview because she had to wait till the end of the month to get paid so she could afford the travel to get there. And it Mm. seemed completely the wrong way around. So her own job prospects, she'd left that employment, but were being halted because she had to wait for that pay to come in that she'd already earned. And mm. it, 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 it kind of came to me in, in that situation to go, actually, this isn't right. She's earned that money. She should be able to access it now to attend this interview because it's holding her career back and her, you know, her children and the else that went with it. And actually looking through a recruitment lens, we're now seeing that employees are making proactive choices to join employers that do offer this as a service. And if it comes down to one that does and one that doesn't, then potentially there's, you know, you, there may be companies losing out on top talent as a result. And we're certainly seeing it infiltrate the workplace more and more every year that we work in this industry of recruitment. So um, presumably it's something you're seeing as well. You're starting to implement this technology with both public and private sector clients. What are some of the technical challenges of doing this? Because again, another common elephant in the room for this is how do we do it? We, this is the way our software works. Surely this will muck everything up. We've got certain tax credits and things that come into play here. What are some of the technical challenges we need to overcome? Well, I mean, the good news is uh, if you're partnering with Zealous, then it's very straightforward because we've got it ready to roll. Um, of course, that's not always the case. And sure. uh, some some businesses may be operating with solutions where this isn't yet a, a available. Um, and I think that's where it's it's a it's a it's a it's a complicated question because it does depend on where you're starting from. If you are starting from a position where this type of capability has been made available to you, then I think that's good news because the the ease of implementation is significantly reduced. So in other words, the technical aspects are therefore being taken care care of. And you can then focus on the other things that frankly do make the difference between success and failure in a project. And that is think about the change management that comes with it. Think particularly about communication. I think in this area more so than any other, these are the areas to really focus on and be thankful that you can rely on your your partners and your vendors who have done the hard work of doing the plumbing, if you like, to, to make these systems all work. Um, if that isn't available to you, then then I think it is more challenging, quite candidly, because um, this is probably not an area you want to trailblaze and sort of figure out how to do this yourself. Um, this is a complicated area, which is tied up with, uh, you know, you've got to be very thoughtful about how the finance of it is managed are you funding it? Is it being funded by a third party, et cetera, et cetera? So the beauty of, call it off-the-shelf solutions where this has all been worked out, 
is that a lot of those issues are just taken away and you don't need to worry about it. And certainly the way we've brought this solution to market with our pay now, pay now application is through very deep integration between ourselves and Wavestream. So the information that we're exchanging is all done through application program interfaces or APIs as they're commonly known. Yeah. And, and that allows for near instantaneous uh, transactions to be flowing between our systems that are very carefully secured as well, because this is another area where there can be challenges. If you're trying to roll this yourself, uh, thinking through the security implications and the privacy implications of the data that needs to be exchanged is non-trivial. And we've certainly uh, set a very, very high bar in the way that we've done that work. And I think Wavestream would admit that we, we've set some pretty high demands on how that work should be done to ensure that we're only sharing the information that absolutely is necessary to be able to make the appropriate de- determination of the amount of money that can be drawn down or streamed, as it's referred to. Uh, uh, that obviously needs to know things about your basics, your basic pay, but it also needs to look at things like hours worked. If you're a weekly, uh, sorry, if you're a, if you're an hourly paid worker, um, so there there are a number of complexities there that thankfully. Uh, you know, we've taken care of in the in the work that we've done to bring this solution to market. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. So if, if there's an HR leader listening to this now, which there, I'm sure there will be, or a payroll leader who's really keen to to look into this technology for their business. Perhaps they're not a zealous customer at the minute, um, but they want to leverage the technology to better support their employees, particularly during what are very uh, you know uncertain economic times at the minute. What advice would you give them from a, a pre-implementation standpoint? Are there certain things they need to check through, sort of take make a business case for, start the planning process with that could help them along in their journey? Yeah, again, it does a little bit depend where you're coming from, um, but I, I think the, the the broad things that I would recommend that you think about are actually put yourself initially in the shoes of your colleagues and your workers to think through what is the message that you want to present to them in terms of how this is going to be of value to to, to your employees. And, and I think that's a really good place to think from a point of view of communication and how you're going to manage that change. The technical piece, I think, will vary. I mean, hopefully you've got uh, access to something like this within whatever platforms or systems that you're using. If not, well, maybe that's a good catalyst to think about partnering with someone that can provide this sort of flexibility in their in their platforms because, you know, these are the areas of innovation. These are the areas that you would look to and expect to find within a, within uh, your chosen vendor and, and service provider in this area. But, but yeah, I, I really focus on the people that are being impacted. Think about how that's going to be communicated. Think about the value that you're creating and make sure, obviously, you carry the stakeholders with you. I mean, a great example, I think, of that is, you know, 
it might be a very straightforward and very clear cut um, value add from an HR perspective. But there may be other people in the business, other stakeholders that may not be so easily convinced that this is such a good idea. And again, if we just go go back to the research that um, Zealous have recently published, I think a really powerful link that's been drawn out in that survey is the linkage between um, you know people's financial stress that they may be in, uh, feeling due to financial concerns and their productivity. And we've shown in that research a very, very clear link between the two. So I think now you can even bring the CEO into the conversation and say, hey, look, hopefully you do care about the well-being of your employees. I'm sure all CEOs do, but they also care about the bottom line. And, and here is a great ROI story where you can say, okay, but look, there's a linkage here between the, the financial well-being of, of, of all our workers and the productivity and therefore ultimately the bottom line of the organization. So I think this is, again, another another powerful attribute that you can bring into the equation. Yeah, I think it's a really fantastic point worth worth highlighting as well. I mean, there's very, very close things as well, which you've kind of touched upon there in terms of productivity, but actually between financial wellness and mental health as well. Um, and we know that yeah. actually people that start with a financial issue can often uh, end up, unfortunately, with, with mental health concerns on the, on the back of that. Um, I think also something that I've been banging on about on this payroll podcast for an awful long time, which is viewing payroll not as a, a function that always just pays money out. This is a chance to really view it with a profit center mindset, really, of going, you know what, this is a payroll function. Where can we improve the bottom line of our business? You've given a great case study there for someone to present to the CEO about how actually the payroll department can have a genuine impact on the bottom line of a business and performance. There are many ways they can do that by utilizing data in, in other ways, but this is certainly a really good um, tangible example of how payroll can can contribute back and not just be seen as that function at the back of a, an office that uh, that just pays out and is very, very expensive. They can have really, really strong results and, and, and a really close connection with the C-suite if they manage it the right way. Exactly. Yeah, and I think actually there's a piece of research that Wavestream have published in this area as well, which refers to something like 10% of people will be increased to 10% of absenteeism again, due yeah. to the stresses and strains that can come from, from their financial well-being. So, again, there's plenty of data out there to help support the business case to, to, do, to do the right thing here. I mean, even flipping it with a recruitment lens, you also have probably have a stronger metric for talent attraction and retention, which, of course, is very expensive and, and has been seen as HR's biggest challenge in the, in the modern workforce at the moment. Um, if you've got this kind of solution in play, you've got a higher chance of attracting and hopefully retaining the employees if they feel that they can access their wages on demand. Um, taking this a level further, David, what are the trends in, in, in the, the lens that you have, the technology side of things? I know you've always got to be sort of one step ahead in the world of tech. So what are the kind of trends you're seeing that, that may impact the world of payroll in the future that perhaps could further enhance financial well-being for workers and businesses? Yeah, I mean, that's obviously, this is my day job. So thank you for that question. I think um, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of, I think, interesting areas here to explore. And, you know, one of the challenges actually in, in, in the payroll software profession that I'm in is that going back to, you know, the very early question is that you can easily get stuck into a little bit of a, gosh, you know, you just got to keep your head above water, keeping a pace with the changes of legislation, et cetera. And you do sometimes see that in, in payroll software where really it's quite static because the energy and effort and the, if you like, the R&D dollars are going into really just keeping pace with that legislation. Um, thankfully, Zealous absolutely has lots of other 
uh, areas that we are prosecuting in the area of innovation and and new product enhancements and some of the things that are really exciting that I see generally that I think are industry wide here is in the area of things like bringing payroll into a sort of real time calculation it's often referred to as real time payroll and and what that is is quite distinctly different from the early wage access that we've been talking about but is yeah. is in the area of effectively a payroll that is always on and always calculating and and why that's i think important is that it really can change the way you think about what payroll can do in an organization because where a payroll is only being run towards the end of a pay period in a more batch oriented cycle which is let's face it the model we're all most familiar with um you know it's somewhat limiting in terms of what 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 information you have throughout the pay period uh, and it's somewhat uh, restrictive in, in in a number of different ways, even to the point where, you know, if you're a large employer, just the time it takes to run a payroll can start becoming quite critical in your sure. in your processes. Whereas when you think about just inverting that model and having a system that is capable of doing those calculations all the time, so whenever anything changes in the circumstances of someone's pay, the system is doing that calculation at that moment in time and therefore always accurate and always up to date suddenly you open up opportunities in lots of different areas. I mean, there are obviously many benefits around that that are not specific to the conversation we're having right now. So I don't better be careful not to get too blown off course. But but in, in this context, it does open up the possibility of effectively people being able to draw down pay as and whenever they so choose, if that is a model that an employer wants to follow. And I think there are certain industries and certain segments where this might be very, very attractive. You know, if you use a sort of an example of something like a barista in a chain of coffee stores or something, I mean, that would make a lot of sense in my mind yeah. that that someone might do a shift in the morning. Uh, and they may even be, have more than one job quite, quite, quite plausibly. So um, I'm trying to avoid the word gig because I think it's an overused phrase. But there, there, I get there, it. I know there, where you're going. There yeah, are sure. many, many examples where I think it would feel completely natural to be able to say, OK, I've done a morning shift as a barista. What have I earned that morning and see it show up on their mobile phone? Pretty much everything else is real time. Why not? Why not the money they've earned for that shift? So I think there are examples where a real time payroll platform opens those opportunities up. I'm not saying it's right for everyone, but I think it's absolutely right for some organizations. And, and we're seeing real interest already in that in that particular facet of development. Um, it clearly changes the way you can do early wage access to to your to your earnings because you can be really really precise about what what you've earned to date and and therefore um, certainly the risk profile that someone's having to carry around that, uh, that around that process changes if you know that if you have that precision. Yeah. So that would be one yeah. certainly very big I think example. Um, I think systems in general are just getting more and more joined up. We were talked about APIs earlier. You know that many many systems now are being fully API enabled. You know we've got um, open banking, which you know is something which is comparatively new, and the, the ability to therefore tap into people's information when it comes to their obviously subject to their approvals. To, so you can join both your bank account up with your payments, with your payroll. You know the the, the whole ecosystem around. Uh, around the, the 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 your finances are getting more and more joined up, which I think is only to the good because it just opens up all sorts of new and interesting opportunities to both support people in their hour of need, but also just to make the ease of use of these systems 
you know, change and, and improve as well. And one one final one I would leave you with is in the area of, and I mentioned it right at the beginning, actually, and that's payslips. You know, people's comprehension of payslips is not always where, where we'd like it to be. And that's, I think, often the fault of the payroll software. You know, many payroll systems today thought they innovated when they took the paper payslip and they created a PDF version of it and said, there you go. That's your online yeah. payslip. And it's like, well, you haven't really done anything here other than just put it in an electronic form that was previously perfectly adequate in paper form. No one really necessarily thought about how do you think about it differently and present that information in a different way. And certainly this is an area where we are looking to do more and more innovation. And, and uh, you know, I'm really, really excited about taking that idea of really opening up the information and making it much more understandable. And again, if you ask someone, you know, do you care about your payslip? And most people, if they're salaried, you know, or many people, if they're salaried, may say, well, I don't really bother looking at it because I know I'm going to yeah. get paid every month. And I know roughly what it's going to be. And But then if you say, yeah, but if it was different by a few hundred pounds from last month, would you be interested? And I think you'd find the vast majority of people would say, no, I, then I'd be interested. In, but can you easily understand why it's different? understanding why payers change is not always that straightforward you know it can be a bit of a black art so i think unlocking that insight and this is where things like ai and generative ai can start coming into play as well and these are the areas where we're doing research and development now into really making the the complexities of pay much much simpler to understand and of course the huge advantage of that is a you'll improve the quality of 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 of, of accuracy around payroll but also reduce the, the the burden that can come with with de dealing with issues and problems and actually just getting everyone's comprehension to a much higher level of understanding their pay. Yeah, no, I mean, three fantastic examples, all very relevant. I think um, ultimately with understanding comes insight, which you mentioned anyway, which gives employers and employees more choice. And as you say, if we get clever with the payslip messaging, it will give employees more choice around where they put their savings, understanding their, so we can take it, understanding their pensions, we can link this up with API so people can make it all a lot easier and still, and there's still huge numbers of pension pots that people have never claimed, they don't have to make Indeed. those shifts yeah. and you, know, you can go down the rabbit hole with this stuff. I think there's, um, what, what I really liked about your response is there's a big fear in the payroll industry here that the more we automate, the more we make things happen for you with the calculations, maybe the less involved they need to be or, or, or the, you know, there's a fear there from the payroll professional if the, if the big button does it all for us, then where do we sit? But actually, I think you made a really strong business case, knowingly or, or not, about actually highlighting the strategic role payroll people do have to play in managing the, the employee experience throughout. There are so, so many opportunities and options for people to choose and to learn and to discover more about the way they utilize their pay, the way they get paid, the frequency they get paid, what they do with that money, managing that that onboarding and, and exercise as well and, and, and understanding that I think we're just opening now Pandora's box of opportunity for payroll professionals to really grow in, 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 to become a lot more than just the people that do the calculations. And for me, that's really exciting. Yeah, I've always, I agree, Nick, totally. I mean, I, I've always been of that view that, you know, I do come across from time to time in my job, people worrying about, you know, that technology might take away people's jobs or or whatever. And I've never seen that, you know, I've never seen that be the case. I think it's much more about take away the 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 burden of of the the clerical admin aspects of work. I think that's what digitization and automation Great. can do. And that 
okay, obviously in some instances might have some impact in terms of, uh, of, of some people's jobs, but the vast majority, and certainly in this area of payroll that we're talking about here, I, I see there's no threat. I really don't. I, I think what it does is it's a huge opportunity uh, for for professionals in this in this area to do what they, frankly, I'm sure, get the most benefit and the most reward from, which is to be able to really have the time to think about what what, what it is that they can make a real difference in their organisation to ensure that employees are being uh, not only paid correctly but also. Uh, are are having you know good 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 financial well-being at, at the front of center of the way that a payroll function thinks about in their organization and frankly if you're working now in a system which isn't isn't great and you're struggling to get the payrolls done accurately every every week and every month you haven't got any time to think about no. those things and it becomes a very operational role and i think that's where technology can really genuinely add value and innovate in the future and you know, AI takes that just to another level. You know, I think even in 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 the profession of software development and software engineering, you know, there are now there are, there's now AI to help write software. So you know, people are going, oh, there's not, you know, people are going to lose jobs yeah. in software development. Well, they're not. Of course, they're not. What they're going to do is they're going to be more effective in the software they're able to develop because they'll be more productive in what they do, and that allows for more innovation and more more capability. And that's, I think, true in nearly every in every sector or and, and every profession that, that you care to think about. Ah, totally agree. And actually, it's easy to overlook how far technology has supported the pearl profession in other ways. We've now got a, a entire industry that have proven during the pandemic they can work from home uh, remotely, and technology enabled that that to happen. And technology now is enabling pearl professionals to be able to measure the impact they're having on financial wellness, on mental health, on profitability and other things. So uh, I think it's uh, it's been a really good tour of the work that you've been doing i hope it's uh given lots of our payroll listeners food for thought to go forward i just want to ask one final question a closing uh thoughts for you really david of um for those not familiar with the my view pay now system is there anything that um you wanted to mention or to to, to bring to the to the listeners here right now about the software about whether they want to find out more or maybe some of the the usps of the of, of, of what you've been working on i i think look i mean the platform is really the result of the collaboration work that we've been doing with Wavestream, who are the market leaders in this space. Um, we brought the power of our payroll uh, together with the great work that Wavestream have done. Uh, we built those APIs, so it's all out of the box. So that's, again, back to your questions about what's implementation look like and what are the challenges. We've really taken a lot of friction out of that. And it just gives a very compelling and very easy to use experience for our customers, employees to be able to not just get access to their early wage access, but also to be able to um, start saving and have those saving pots that we talked about, to be able to get hopefully better educated in terms of other opportunities that might exist in terms of benefits that might be available that they're not maybe not aware of, um, and, and just get themselves into a better financial position, which will improve their mental health, as we talked about, uh, in, in improve their productivity, and I think generally just make everyone's lives a little bit more bearable under challenging circumstances that we find ourselves in in the current economic climate. And, you know, hey, inflation is going to start going down soon, and I'm sure we'll all be feeling a little bit differently. But but these tools, I don't think, are going to go away. They're, they're fundamentally at the heart, I think, of uh, a, a modern world where people do expect to be able to get access to, in this case, what they've earned, but it could be anything. It could be access to the films that I used as an earlier example. I don't think it really matters. You know, the world is going faster. We're running at a far faster pace. And all of these things are becoming effective in real time, which is the way it should be. 
Absolutely agree. I think it's a really good way to uh, to close the show. So, David, thank you ever so much for joining me today on the Payroll Podcast. Of course, for those of you listening, if you want to find out more about the MyView Pay Now solution, there will be a link directly in the show notes. There will also be a link to the study that David referenced, which is called Under Pressure, How Financial Stress Impacts Employee Wellbeing and Productivity. Really, really good study. As I said, over 2,500 people were surveyed for that. So do download that if you get a moment. Um, and there'll be an additional link as well, which just talks about the Zealous uh, connection with their partner, WageStream, which you've heard talks about in the show. And it, of course, I have to mention, if you're interested in finding more about WageStream, please do look at the back catalogue of episodes that I've recorded. There is one in there with the CEO, Peter Griffith. And there's an episode, uh, several episodes, in fact, with other people from Zealous, including Abigail Vaughan, uh, Caroline Drake, and Getin Nadin as well, if you want to find out more about that business as well. Of course, if you are a payroll leader listening to the show and you need support with a payroll-related vacancy, then please do get in touch with myself or any of my team. You can reach us at jga8recruitment.com. Just leaves me to say one huge final thank you to David Wood for joining me today on the show. David, thank you. That's all for this episode of the Payroll Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today and gained valuable insights and inspiration to advance your payroll career or your payroll operation. If you haven't already, please, please do subscribe to the show so you never miss a future episode. And if you found this podcast helpful, please take a moment to leave us a little review on your preferred podcast platform. It's your feedback that really helps me to improve the show and, of course, attract new listeners so we can continue to raise the profile of the payroll industry for all. Finally, if you know anyone who could benefit from this payroll podcast, please do share it with them. Let's spread the word and build a vibrant community of payroll professionals worldwide. Thank you, of course, for listening. My name is Nick Day. Please do look me up on LinkedIn and send me a connection request. In the meantime, I look forward to being with you again on the next episode of the Payroll Podcast real soon.